Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Saturday of the 33rd week in Ordinary Time. The topic is Loving the Virtue of Chastity. Part 1. Without holy purity, it is impossible to love. The Sadducees came before Jesus to pose an absurd moral dilemma. Their intention was to ridicule the widely held Jewish belief in the resurrection of the dead. According to the Levite law, if a married man died without leaving issue, then his brother was under obligation to marry the widow so as to continue his brother's line. The Sadducees twisted this precept into an argument intended to disprove the resurrection of the body. If each of a series of seven brothers had the same woman as his wife, they asked, at the time of the resurrection, whose wife will the woman be? The Lord answers this conundrum using texts from sacred scripture. He reaffirms the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead and then discusses certain qualities of those who will be in the glorified state. God has the power to raise up the dead. He will elevate men and women to equality with angels. Because they have immortal souls, they will not marry, for there will be no need for reproduction of the species. Procreation is necessary for the increase of the species here on earth. Yet life on earth is not definitive in nature. It is a time of testing for eternal life. The church teaches us that conjugal love belongs exclusively to the marital state, contributing both to procreation and mutual support. Christians are encouraged to practice the virtue of chastity or holy purity so that they may faithfully adhere to God's purpose with regard to the gift of sexual union. This virtue is very important because of the disorder found in human nature as a result of original sin and personal sins. When we practice the virtue of chastity, We seek not only purity of body, but also purity of mind and heart. We should avoid those thoughts, affections, and desires which separate us from the love of God and the demands of our vocation. Without chastity, it is impossible to have true human love, much less true love for God. If a person were to abandon his struggle in the realm of holy purity, he would become subject to the tyranny of the senses. He would descend to an animal state. In the words of St. Jose Maria Escrivá, it seems as if your spirit were growing smaller, shrinking to a little point, and your body seems to grow and become gigantic until it gains control. The worldly person is incapable of having an authentic friendship with the Lord. In those early days when the church was surrounded by a pagan and hedonistic environment, she warned the faithful, 
in the words of St. Ambrose, about the pleasures of the flesh, which act as cruel tyrants. Once they have enfeebled the soul through impurity, they render the soul incapable of doing good works. The practice of holy purity disposes the soul to the love of God and apostolate. Part 2. Marital Chastity and Virginity Chastity is by no means a negative virtue. Don't do this and don't do that. Chastity has to do with giving one's heart to God. It is, in the words of St. Jose Maria, joyful affirmation. Chastity is a virtue for everyone. Each one should practice this virtue according to his or her own vocation in life. For those who are married, the practice of chastity leads to a stronger and more lasting love based on profound mutual respect. This love transforms conjugal relations and uplifts them to the highest dignity of the person while respecting all the while their physical nobility. When the husband and wife consider that their love can be the cause of new life, then they will find their physical union to be an authentic expression of love. Yet contrarywise, if this love is removed from sex, if the physical union is nothing more than selfishness, then the person loses his dignity, while simultaneously profaning the dignity of the partner. One of the surest guarantees of chastity in marriage is a strong and tender love for one another. But there is still a higher cause. St. Paul teaches that chastity is a fruit of the Spirit. In other words, it is a consequence of divine love. If we are to live holy purity in marriage, we need a deep love and respect for our spouse. But we also need to have a great love for God. Anyone who wants to follow Jesus Christ will find that the practice of chastity is indispensable. When we live holy purity, we become united in a special way with Jesus Christ. We draw near to God, just as Jesus promised to the pure of heart. Holy purity is neither the first nor the most important virtue. Christian life cannot be reduced to the pursuit of purity. But we well know that without holy purity, there can be no love. Charity is the most important virtue. It is the fulfillment of all the virtues, hence the crucial nature of holy purity. Without chastity, human love becomes corrupted. For those who have received the vocation to matrimony, their sanctification lies in the faithful fulfillment of their conjugal duties. This is how they are to encounter God. For those who have received the vocation to apostolic celibacy, their sanctification lies in a life of complete generosity to the Lord in diviso corde, without the mediation of an earthly love. Let us meditate today on the example of Our Lady. Many Christians have the custom of doing so on this day of the week, on a Saturday. 
We know that Mary is the sublime model for both maternity and virginity. Many people like to call her the Virgin or the Blessed Virgin Mary. At the same time, she is our mother. It was God's wish that his mother would also be a virgin. Virginity is highly esteemed by God. This condition sends a message to the men and women of every age to the effect that the satisfaction of the sexual urge does not pertain to the perfection of the person. As Jesus says in today's Gospel, those who are accounted worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. St. John Paul II tells us, There is a condition of life without marriage in which man, male and female, finds at the same time the fullness of personal donation and of the intersubjective communion of persons, thanks to the glorification of his entire psychosomatic being in the eternal union with God. When the call to continence for the kingdom of heaven finds an echo in the human soul, it is not difficult to perceive there is a particular sensitiveness of the human spirit, which already, in the conditions of the present temporal life, seem to anticipate what man will share in in the future resurrection. Virginity and apostolic celibacy are an earthly foretaste or anticipation of heaven. Again from St. Jose Maria, in like manner, the Church has always taught that sex is not a shameful thing. It is a divine gift, ordained to life, to love, to fruitfulness. This is the context in which we must see the Christian doctrine on sex. Our faith does not ignore anything on this earth that is beautiful, noble, and authentically human. St. John Paul II tells us again, Those who choose to give themselves completely to God do not do so because it is expedient to marry or because of a supposed negative value of marriage, but in view of the particular value connected with this choice and which must be discovered and welcomed personally as one's own vocation. And for that reason, Christ says, he who is able to receive this, let him receive it. The Lord has given each one of us a specific mission to fulfill on this earth. He is immensely pleased whenever we fulfill our responsibilities with joy and generosity. Part 3. Doing Apostolate Concerning This Virtue means for living holy purity. The testimony given by Christians of lives ordered to God's love is a treasure the Church presents to the world. It is a proof of the reality of God's love. Again from St. John Paul II, Continence for the Kingdom of Heaven bears above all the imprint of the likeness to Christ, who in the work of redemption did himself make this choice for the kingdom of heaven. The apostles followed the example of Christ. As a result, they departed from the tradition of the old covenant where physical procreation was the only form of fecundity. 
The apostles became convinced that celibacy allowed a person to follow Christ more closely and bring to fruition his apostolic charge. St. John Paul II showed how the apostles gradually came to the realization of that spiritual and supernatural fruitfulness of man which comes from the Holy Spirit. In our times, it may be that many, if not most people, find it very difficult to understand the virtue of chastity. They do not see the point of anybody's living apostolic celibacy or virginity in the middle of the world. The first Christians came up against the same kind of difficulties in a fiercely hostile environment. That is why our apostolate, on behalf of chastity, ought to include the practice of its related virtues. Through our cheerful and friendly behavior, we should make chastity attractive to others. We need to sow abundant doctrine about this virtue. Let us be sure to take care in the way we dress, in the way we exercise and pursue recreation. When a conversation takes a bad turn, we should not be afraid to cut short an impure discussion. We should also reject bad forms of entertainment. Above all, let us give a cheerful example with our own life. We should explain to our friends the beauty of this virtue, and how it is that many good fruits come from the practice of chastity, a greater capacity for love, generosity, joy, spiritual refinement. We should proclaim loud and clear that purity is possible as long as we use the means that have been recommended by the church for centuries, guarding the senses, avoiding occasions of sin, modesty, moderation in entertainment, temperance, frequent recourse to prayer and the sacraments, especially the sacrament of confession, sincerity, and last but not least, a tender love for the Blessed Virgin. We will never ever be tempted beyond our strength. As we finish our prayer, let us go to Holy Mary, Mater Pulcre Delectionis, Mother of Fair Love. She will help us to increase our love in the face of the greatest temptations. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.